<clears throat> I would just like to uh, echo those thoughts and just tell you, thank you so much. I, I do, I do appreciate you, and we we do love each and every one of you. It's such an honor to uh, to be your pastor. I uh, I could not I, I could not ask for a better group of people, and I, I do so appreciate you. And yes, today is a, a very special day to me. It may not be as special to you, but it is to me because today is Sister Jennifer's birthday. And uh, I, I'm very thankful for her. And, uh, thankful that, that God brought her into my life. It's a wonderful thing. When the Bible says that it's not good for man to be alone, God knew what he was talking about. <laughs> Oh, amen. Well, uh, while you're standing, uh, why don't you turn in the word of the Lord with me? <clears throat> we are going, I, I guess it helped if I told you where. <laughs> I, I would imagine that you could probably guess, being as today, we're, uh, this is the last Sunday before Christmas. But I'm going to direct us to Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. <clears throat> I want to uh, let everyone know that uh, this, is our, this is our last service before Christmas. This Tuesday, we are, going, we are not going to be having service here Tuesday night. I'm giving everybody time just to kind of spend with your family and all of the things that you're doing, we want to just give you that time. Cooking? I'm coming to your house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hopefully everybody is all is all ready for the holidays, and and now you can just kind of take a deep breath and relax and enjoy this time. And if not, hey. You better hurry. It's getting close. <laughs> Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, and I'll read quickly, but I'm going to read through verse 14. Uh, it says, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were sore afraid. The angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, 
lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Amen. Such a wonderful passage of scripture. Talking, of course, of the birth of the Messiah, fulfillment of prophecies, the embodiment of God robed in flesh and blood that came to make a way for all mankind to be the redeemer for our souls. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. What a, what a wonderful passage. Let's pray right now. Lord, God, we love you. We thank you, God. Lord, for your word. We thank you for the account of your birth, God, the fulfillment of the prophecies, God. Lord, that you came to earth, Lord, that you robed yourself in flesh and came, Lord, to be that Savior for us, God. We are so thankful for it. I pray today, God, that you would just minister here today, God. Lord, talk to your people, Lord. Help us today, God. Anoint my lips, God, that I can speak according to your will. We thank you for it. We give you praise. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you greet your brother and sister as you're seated today? It's good to have Brother Cruz back with us. Amen. Rudy, it's good to see you too. And to everyone else, it's always good to see you. It's good to have you here with us. You know, this passage, um, this passage is such a, a wonderful passage talking about the birth of Christ. And, and it was a day that had been longed for, and it was finally here. It was a day that people had, had been looking for, and it finally came. And as I, uh, as I begin reading this passage, as I begin thinking about it, as I was praying about it, it just kind of reminded me of, of Christmas mornings as a kid. Now, I, I know that everybody has, uh, you know, different traditions, different things, but there, there's one thing that probably most of us had in common as a kid, and there was those Christmas presents. And, and, and we always had that, that thing that we wanted. Is there, is there anyone here today that, that you have those memories? You can think back and say, man, I remember when I was a kid. I just couldn't wait to get this. Or, or man, I, I wanted this. I'm seeing, seeing a few of you nod. Maybe some of you didn't, you know, didn't really get into that. I always loved Christmas. Not, not just for the gifts. But as a kid, I can tell you. Gifts were a pretty big part of it. Oh, oh I loved the, the, the story of Jesus. I loved all of that. I loved all that we did with that. But, you know, gifts were, you know, they were pretty high on that list, too. I remember as a kid, you know, uh, you know, wanting that new bike or, or that BB gun. Or I remember one year there was a, a, a pocket knife that I wanted because all the cool people had this pocket knife. And I wanted one. And I got it, and I, I still have it to this day. Maybe I need to start carrying it again. I can be one of those cool people. <laughs> I don't know. And I, I would imagine that if I asked today, there's probably most of you could, could tell me about some special 
thing that, that you wanted and it was just like, oh, man, if I could just get this. If, if, if I could just get this one present, I don't need anything else. It always seemed to me like when there were those, the, those big items, the bike or the, or the BB gun that I wanted, that mom and dad would always make me open everything else and act like Christmas was over. You know, I'd open the, 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 the clothes and I was like, yeah, yeah, clothes, okay, let's get to the good stuff. And, you know, you'd open all of these things. You'd go through the stockings and you'd do the whole thing. And, but, but you, man, my mind was set on there's this one thing that I want. Where is it? I don't see it. I can't figure out where it is. Where is it at? And, and, and inevitably, they'd have it hidden somewhere else. And someone would get up to, you know, dad or somebody would get up and, I'm going to go get a cup of coffee. I'll be right back, you know. <laughs> and, and he'd come back in. Oh, hey, Lois, you forgot to bring this one out. And, and he'd walk in with, you know, with a bicycle. He'd walk in with a, uh, you know, there's no way to really wrap a BB gun when it doesn't look like a BB gun. <laughs> You know, it, it just has that distinctive look. And, and I can remember that. And, man, I can remember as a kid that, oh, when that would happen. Oh, yes, finally. <laughs> I can remember Christmas morning. It didn't matter what, you know, what the presents were or anything. But the anticipation of Christmas morning as a, as a kid and, and knowing that, <laughs> man, I'm going to get presents. There's going to be something good that's going to happen, you know. And, and just that, that longing, that, that countdown, the countdown till Christmas. Now, as, as an adult, it's, there's so many more shopping days till Christmas. But as a kid, it was, there's that many more days to wait. And, and finally, you know, Christmas Eve, it, it, we'd kind of get a little taste of what was to come because, you know, we'd go over to Granny's and Granny would have a, you know, a gift for us under the tree. I'd get a, you know, a flannel shirt or something, you know, and, and that was cool. I was good with that, you know. It was kind of kind of getting me in the, in the mode of opening those presents, you know. But, oh, when Christmas morning would come, oh, it was finally here. That must have been the way that the people in Bible times felt. They had that longing for Messiah. Messiah had been promised to them that there was one that was coming. Amen. Oh. Those people, oh, this account in Luke 2, it was that same type of experience. There, there were people that were longing for the birth of the Messiah, and, and they lived their life every day looking and longing and waiting for that time. It wasn't just for a, you know, for a little simple gift. It wasn't for a bike or a BB gun. It wasn't for a, you know, a record or an article of clothing or, or a piece of furniture or whatever it is that you may want. But it was for something that would absolutely change the world. Yes. Oh. Such an intensity. See, the, the, that's what the Lord was doing. Is he, was, he was coming 
to change the course of this world. And, and from the very beginning of man's existence, as soon as, as Adam and Eve were, were taken from the garden, while, while the Lord was, was cursing, putting, placing a curse on Satan, on the serpent, he was also prophesying about what was to come. Yes. Oh, Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15, it says, he's talking to the serpent here, and he says, I will put enmity, enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. And, and here's the part that sometimes we overlook, but this was a prophetic statement that, that, that God was uttering. He was saying, there's something special to come. He said, it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. All you can do is a little, a little wounding in the heel, but that thing that's to come, it's going to crush your head. Oh, it, it's going to destroy you. Isaiah prophesied 400 years before it happened about the birth of Christ. Isaiah in chapter 7 said, therefore... The Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Later on in Isaiah chapter 9, he prophesied again and he said, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Amen. Oh, Amen. hallelujah. It says, and of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth ever for, or even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will Perform this. Yes. And so the coming of the Messiah had been prophesied. And people lived their lives looking for that coming. Yes. They lived their lives longing for the day that the Messiah would be born. That's right. Oh, there were some that believed that, that the Messiah would come in great pomp and circumstance. That he would come with power and with, as a mighty king. And that he would come onto the scene and just take, take charge. Right. Oh, but we find that when, when, when Jesus was born, yes. he didn't come with great pomp and circumstance. Right. No, but he came as a lowly baby. Right. Born to a, to a meager carpenter and, and his, his uh, espoused wife. He didn't come being born in a palace. Right. He, he, didn't, he wasn't born with that proverbial silver spoon in his mouth. No, he, he, there was no room in the inn for him, so he was born in a manger. Right. He was wrapped in swaddling clothes. Right. Sister Jennifer was sharing with me this week in a, an account she read about that, talking about the swaddling clothes and how the, the, the lambs, that were, that were born, that were going to be used for sacrifices, that were set aside for sacrifices, they would wrap them in swaddling clothes 
to prevent them from being bruised or harmed. So that when they were sacrificed, they were without flaw, without blemish. Oh, see, there's nothing that happened to Jesus and his birth that was by accident. Jesus knew exactly what his plan was and how he was going to carry it out. Right. Oh, Jesus could have been born and, and you know to a, to a rich family. He could have been born as a, as a prince right. in, a, in a kingdom. But no, he came as a lowly child. That's right. Amen. A child with a, with a family that was just an average family. Just a lowly existence. He, he wanted you and I to know that, listen, it's for everyone. This love is not just for royalty. This gift is not just to the privileged few. But this gift is available to all. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, it was these prophecies and others that, that fed the flames of desire in the hearts of people to see the Savior that would come. And finally, in Luke, the second chapter, we see that day had arrived. It was finally here. He came, and, 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 and like I said, as a, as a lowly child, but he came and fulfilled it, and, and he was here. And it, it changed the course of history. Yes, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, can you imagine if, if Jesus had never been born? We would live in a world with no hope. The Word of God tells us that we are not able to live and, and to, to fulfill all of the law. We can't keep all of the commandments of the law. We can't justify and, and, and redeem ourselves through trying to, to live perfect. That's right. Oh, we can try as we may, but, but we can't do that on our own. Flesh and blood does not have the power to live above sin. It takes the gift of God. Amen. It takes the gift that Jesus brought. The gift of Him becoming our Savior. Yes. It takes the power of the Holy Ghost to redeem us yes. and to cleanse us and to purify us. Oh, thank God for the gift that He came. Yes, thank you, Jesus. You know, if we read a little bit further in, in Luke chapter 2, there are two other people the writer talks about. One is a man named Simeon. And the other is a widow woman named Anna. Let me just share these with you. Beginning in verse 22, it says, And when the days of purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished, they brought him, speaking of Jesus, to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy unto the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord pair of turtle doves, or uh, two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. He was waiting. He was looking every day. 
He was longing and watching for that one that would come, that one that had been promised, that one that was prophesied of. And the scripture says, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace to peace according to thy word for mine eyes have seen thy salvation which thou hast prepared before the face of all people to light or a light to lighten the gentiles and the glory of thy people israel and joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him you know i, I thought about that that song, Mary, did you know? And I thought about, you know, the questions, you know, did you really know who it was that you were giving birth to? And, and as we read the word of God and as, as, as Simeon here began to declare that, yes, this is the Messiah. This is the one that we have been longing for. Oh, this is the one that will fulfill all that we need. This is the one that our hearts desire. Yes. As he began to declare these things, the Bible tells us that Mary and Joseph began to wonder at what he was saying. It was a, it was a confirmation to them that this is not just an ordinary baby. This is, this is, this is God himself robed in flesh. Yes. When we celebrate this season, we're not just, you know, it's not just a, a, a birthday. You know, sometimes we, uh, we, we refer to this as, you know, uh, happy birthday, Jesus. Well, yeah, happy birthday. But the gift was to us. <laughs> it, it wasn't a gift to him being born. Oh, but what a gift to you and I it was. Oh. And then in verse 36 of that same chapter, it says, And there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widow for about fourscore and four years. So, now, let me just kind of set this up. This woman was easily over 100 years old. She, she had lived a long life. And, and the scripture says, she departed not from the temple, but served God with fasting and prayers night and day. From the time that she was widowed, she dedicated herself to being in the temple, to serving God in fasting and in prayers, looking and longing for his return, yes. for, for his birth, for him 
to come to earth. She spent every waking moment, every day of her life, she spent longing for what it was, for when he would come. And it says in verse 38, and she coming in that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. As soon as she saw this baby, as soon as she saw the, 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 the child, Christ Jesus, she, like Simeon, recognized this is not an ordinary child. And, and, and there, again, began to, con, uh, to, to be a confirmation that this was the birth of the Messiah. Now, I begin to wonder, why did God provide these other two accounts? The shepherds had already seen, and, and they had gone about telling what they had seen, and that they had seen the Messiah. But see, in, in Israel during those days, shepherds were not uh, reliable people. They had been deemed as not being, uh, being reputable enough. They, they couldn't even give... Uh, testimony in court. They, they had been refused to that right. People didn't believe the shepherds. Shepherds were, you know, were uh, pretty solitary people. And, and, and for some reason, they had been deemed as not reliable. And God said, listen, I don't want it to just be through the shepherds. I don't want there to be any mistake. I, I, want, I want there to be uh, confirmation. That yes, this is the Messiah. Mm -hmm. And so he had Simeon that, that could not die until he saw this mm -hmm. child's face. Yeah. And Anna, that lived over a hundred years, dedicating herself to this. And she saw that and confirmed that yes, this is the Messiah. See, these two people were, were confirmations and they had been waiting and longing, as we said, and that day finally came. They both had their Christmas morning experience. They experienced what it was to receive that gift that was most precious to them. Hmm. Many others since that day have been the recipients of the gift that came through that child. You and I here today, we've been the recipient of that gift. Thank God that we have received that gift. That that, that gift was made available to us. Oh, had, had Jesus never been born, there would be no lamb, no perfect lamb that could have been slain, that could have shed his blood and redeemed you and I. But because of the birth of this child, the only one that could fulfill that, oh, there's been that opportunity that's been presented to us through his, his sacrifice, through that death, burial, and resurrection that, that Jesus did, that he suffered through for you and I. And it made that gift available. Amen. 
that gift that was poured out on the day of Pentecost, yes. that gift that opened up to the entire world this redemptive process. It was interesting to me that the, the scripture talked about the Messiah saying that it would be the light to lighten the Gentiles. From the very beginning, the plan included you and I. God said, listen, it's not enough just to, just to come and, and be a redemptive force to Israel and my people. But this is for whosoever will. Yes. This is available to everyone. Yes. Oh, I thank God for that. Amen. See, and just like that promise was fulfilled on the day of Christ's birth, there is a promise that you and I are waiting for, that we're longing for. Oh, we're, we're not waiting for the birth of a child. We're not waiting for someone to come on the scene. He's already here. We felt his presence here today. We feel his presence even right now in this room. And, and we, we know him. We have that personal relationship with this person. With, with God Almighty, we have that relationship. But what we're waiting for is the promise that 1 Thessalonians tells us about. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Oh, we're not waiting for the birth. We're waiting for the wedding. We're waiting to be called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. We're waiting to be taken to the place that he has prepared for us. That he is prepared for you and me. Oh, it is such a beautiful message that we celebrate at this time of year. But it was just the beginning of the greatest gift. The gift that, that, that blossomed and increased. It grew into something that has changed the, the face of this world. Yes, amen. It has changed individuals completely. Yes, amen. It's through that gift that people have been set free from addictions. Yes, thank you, there has been healings, not only physical, mental, emotional yes, healings. There have been spiritual things that have been done in people's lives. There has been a redemption that has transformed you and I through such a great gift. And there is a day that we are longing for. Oh, I, I don't know about you, but I find myself, every day I find myself longing more and more for the return of Christ. Oh, that old song that says, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. <laughs> oh, I, I tell you, more and more, I begin to realize that, oh, I'm just a, a, I'm just a stranger here. 
I'm just a, a pilgrim in this place. I'm here for a short time and I'm ready to go home. I'm waiting on the call of, of my heavenly father saying, child, come on up. I've got the place ready for you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Such a gift that has been given to us that we can have that type of, of, of an experience and that we can have that promise made to us. Oh. And I believe that it's not very long and that day is going to come. <laughs> I believe that the Lord, is, his return is soon. Oh, and, and I tell you, I, I I think of those that have gone on before us. I am, Sister Jennifer and I were watching a, a, a sermon last night, and, and in that sermon they were uh, showing uh, clips of, of Brother Steve Willoughby as he was preaching, and I, I, I think, <laughs> well, I, I think of Brother Willoughby. And What a great man he was. What a, what a great work he did here. Uh, you know, I, I enjoyed all the time that I got to spend with him. Oh, but I can promise you, he would not trade, trade where he's at right now to come back here and, and spend one minute with you right here. <laughs> He he used to uh, he, he used to say when he was when he was uh, battling cancer, his wife was battling cancer. He was he, he said many times. He said, "Listen, this is all you can threaten me with, Satan, is death. Bring it on. You can't threaten me with heaven." He said, "Listen, if it if it takes me dying to get there, bring it on. I'm ready to go." And I, I, I had that same, that same thought in my life that, no, I, you know, I, I don't want to die. I don't have a death wish. But you know what? I do want to see God. I want to be in his presence. And all of a sudden, one day, that trumpet's going to sound. Oh, it, it's going to happen. And, and I, and I want to make sure that I'm ready for that day. Just like there was no, there was nothing uh, that, that really uh, preceded the birth of Christ that, that told everyone, hey, that day's about to happen. It, it wasn't marked on a calendar that this is the day he's going to be born. But they were longing. They were looking. They were watching for that day. There, there, there were entire nations of people that, that lived their life longing for the time that the Messiah would come. Oh, and I believe that as the church of the living God, that ought to be uh, at, at the top of the list for you and I. We ought to be looking and longing and watching for that day saying, even so, Lord, come quickly. Oh, Lord, there's nothing in this world that, that can hold me back. There's nothing here that is so important that I, that I would tell you, well, hang on just a minute. Just give me another day. Now, Lord, hasten your return. That's right. Amen. 
It's only the mercy of God that he has not come back already. And the reason I believe that he has not returned, I believe all the prophecies have been fulfilled that must be fulfilled up to this point. But I believe the only thing that is holding him back is his mercy saying, there's just one more. There's just another one that I can reach. There's someone else that, that, that needs this gift. There's somebody else that hasn't been redeemed yet. And I, I want to give them just another chance. Church, just hold on another day. Let me, let me just work on these hearts just a little bit more. Church, just give me a little more time. Oh, and I, I thank God for his mercy that, that he didn't come back when, when I was in, in the midst of sin, when I had walked away from him. Oh, I, I thank God that his mercy reached down to you and to me in our time of need. And, and I thank God that right now he's doing the same for others. He's allowing that mercy to be extended. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It's not going to be long. It's not going to be long now, church. And you know, one thing that those that were looking for the Messiah had to be careful of. They couldn't grow weary. The, the promise had been there for so long that I'm sure that there were those that said, oh, you know, that was something that my, you know, my dad and my grandfather and my great-grandfather and my great-great-grandfather and his father before him, they all talked about, and it, it hasn't happened yet, and it probably won't ever happen. They grew tired. They grew weary. And they turned around and walked away and said, you know, nah, this is never going to happen. That's just something that they talk about. Oh, but then suddenly it changed. For those of you today that are here and you're ready for that day, let me just tell you, hold on. Amen. Hold on. Keep your eyes on the prize. Keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. Amen. Don't allow yourself to grow weary. Amen. The, the Bible says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Yes. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. Oh, it's, it's time for the church to just keep the faith. Just keep on looking, saying, I know that promise is there, and I, I, I'm going to live the remainder of my days looking for, that, looking for that promise. Until that promise comes, if, as long as I'm here on this earth, I'm going to be hoping and longing and looking for that day, and there's nothing that will turn me around. There's nothing that will cause me to grow weary and give up hope. That's right. Jesus. Hallelujah. Maybe there's some, maybe there's some that are hearing this today that, that you've already grown weary. 
Maybe there's some that, that are on the verge of, of giving up and turning around and saying, you know, this is just something that my that the generations before me have talked about. I don't know that it'll ever happen. Oh, Listen, the word of God is true. All of the prophecies that have been fulfilled, every promise that has been kept, it is still true today. And the, the Lord's return will definitely take place. His promises of eternity are true and faithful. Today, if you've grown weary, why don't you turn to God and allow him to renew your strength. Allow him to, to work in you and to, to lift you up and to, to renew that, that hope and that longing and that thought, that, that, that focus in your life. Yes, amen. That God, I must make heaven my home. Amen. And for those today that have never received this gift, You've never made that start. That gift's available today. It's here. Jesus is here today to give you the greatest gift that you could ever receive. All that you have to do is come to him. Repent. Be baptized in his name and just receive that gift from him. It's just that simple. It's not, it, it's not something that you can buy. It's not something that you can that you can work enough or 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 do enough good deeds to get. It's something that you have to receive freely from him. You know, sometimes it's it's hard for people to receive gifts. Sometimes it's easier to, to give things to others than it is to receive. But God wants to give this to you. He, he wants you to have this. It's, it's not an imposition on him to give it to you. The gift from God is something that, that he's already purchased. He's already paid the price for it. Yes. And, and he's here saying, listen, I, I've already bought it for you. That's right. It, it's yours. I just want to give it to you. Amen. And, you know, it's not like Jesus can take it back. Right. He, he can't return it. He's already bought it for you. Right. He owns it. He owns your redemption. He owns your salvation. Right. And he wants to give it to you. He wants you to have it. Today it's available, and that is the greatest gift that we can ever give. Huh. And just like, stand with me today, just like that day came when the Messiah was born, that day is surely going to arise, it's surely going to, to happen, when he will return and take us to be with him, be with him forever. Amen. All of a sudden, he's going to be on the scene, and we're going to be in his presence. Yes. 
It's going to be in the heavenly place. Oh, forever to be with him. Yeah. I don't know about you, but man, that just brings a, a, a joy into my spirit. I, I, I begin to get overwhelmed when I begin to think about forever being in the presence of God. Amen. Being in a place of perfection. Yes. Being Amen. where there is no sickness, Brother Cruz. That's right. You don't have to suffer anymore. Where, where there's no pain, where there's no death. Yes, that's right. Where there's yes. no sadness. Yep. Oh, Amen. those days. Oh, I long for that. I long to be in his presence. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Why don't you just join with me this morning? Let's, let's take a moment and just begin to worship him. See, there's, there's power when we begin to worship him. When we begin to worship the king, he, he begins to extend his, his hand to us and say, here, let me, let me, let me bless you. He receives that, and, and, and God, is, is, he, he said in his principle that if you give, he gives back to you in great measure. If you give him worship, he gives to you. That's right. You know, a lot of times we, we just focus out on, well, if I pay my tithes and my offering, then God will bless me. Why don't, you, why don't you try giving him some worship this morning? Why don't you try giving him some praise? And watch what God gives back to you. Oh. Let's just join today right now and just begin to worship the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. 